by the end of the day, we had the result back and got a call from Dr. Brown that my Ebola test was positive for Ebola, that I had the disease. Dr. Rick Sacra has worked as a medical missionary in Liberia for more than 20 years. Just over five years ago, he contracted Ebola. I'd been a Christian since I was a young child, but I think to really have my faith tested like that, that was the first time that I ever really had to think about dying. And on the day you call me in to heaven's sweet embrace, I see your scars, your open arms, and the beauty of your face. Through tears of joy, I lift my voice in everlasting praise. Hallelujah, Christ is risen from the grave. Dr. Rick Sacra is our guest on this episode of GPS, God, People, Stories, an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. I'm Jim Kirkland. I am solo this week because Phil Fleischman is working from home, which is not an unusual circumstance for folks to find themselves in these days. You might even be doing it as well. It seems like um, most every aspect of our life has been affected in some way or another by coronavirus. Beyond all the disruptions of daily life, though, a crisis like COVID-19 can bring a lot of fear and uncertainty. What will you do if you get sick? How will the economy be affected? What if the grocery store runs out of food? It can be overwhelming, sometimes very frightening. But God makes a promise to us. He promises us peace if we have a relationship with Jesus and surrender our fear and anxiety to him. As Billy Graham once said, Life may be tough at times, and these are times that test our souls. But our reward is Christ is with us. Jesus Christ said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. You're going to hear more about that comfort from Jesus a bit later on in this episode. In the meantime, Dr. Rick Sacra will share his story about experiencing God's peace in a deadly situation. And by the way, if you are experiencing a lot of anxiety and worry, we, uh, we would love to visit with you. First off, I'll give you our website. It's billygram.org. That's billygram.org. And we also have a phone number for you to talk with someone, someone that'll pray with you. And that number is 888-388-2683. GPS. God. People. Stories. As a young uh, boy growing up in Sunday school, we had missionaries who would come to visit our church and tell their stories. And I remember just thinking, I want to be like that. Dr. Rick Sacra grew up in Wayland, Massachusetts, which is just outside of Boston. He was six or seven when he surrendered his life to Jesus. And that's about the time he started thinking about being a missionary. I want to be able to go to places where people are less fortunate than I am, where people are maybe from a different culture and maybe don't have an opportunity to read the Bible in their own language. And I want to, I want to be able to reach out to them. That was, that was really my goal from a pretty young age and just a conviction and a, a leaning that God put in my heart. Another leaning God put in Rick's heart was medicine. In school, I was the kind of kid who would go to the library and get out a big pile of books, human body books and science books in elementary school. 
by the time I was in junior high and high school, I was aiming for medical school, really wanted to be a doctor and to be able to use medicine, both to help people less fortunate than I was and to do it in the name of Jesus. That was something I had in my heart. Now, in spite of his interest in serving people overseas, Rick wouldn't end up going on his first foreign missions trip until after his senior year in college. He spent six weeks in Japan. His next trip was a few years later, 1987. He took a year off med school to serve as a medical missionary in West Africa with his wife, Debbie. They worked with the ministry SIM in Liberia. Actually, they invited us to come, not because of me, but because they had a school on the campus as well, a school for missionary children. And my wife is a school teacher or was a teacher. And so that was actually the reason we got accepted. Initially, the answer was, no, you can't come for a whole year as a medical student. But then about 10 days later, we heard back from them, oh, uh, your wife is a school teacher. Uh, We need her. We'll find something for you to do. Rick and Debbie fell in love with the people of Liberia. When we first went there in 1987, you know, people were of modest means. They'd live in a little house often made of mud bricks with sometimes a thatch roof or sometimes a corrugated tin. People had pretty simple lives. They either farmed and grew rice or vegetables or, you know, their own food for the most part. It was a humble existence, but people were very, very kind and hospitable. It's a culture that's really focused on people and the needs of people, not so much on time, So sometimes people get frustrated because things don't happen on time always, but people are very giving and very uh, hospitable. After a year in Liberia, the Sacras moved back to the States so Rick could finish school and his residency. After practicing medicine in Massachusetts for a few years, Rick and Debbie headed back to Liberia. The year was 1995, and they were doing so to work full-time with SIM. There are some things that you have to adjust to just in terms of the heat not having maybe some of the technology or the or the comforts of home. But we had been looking forward to being back in Liberia for quite a while, so it wasn't too hard for us to dive back into life and work in Liberia. The life that Rick and Debbie dove back into was one with a lot of challenges in it. One of the biggest challenges for Rick was trying to achieve balance in his life. Trying to figure out how to make sure I was depending on God, how how to make sure I was being realistic about how much time I needed to spend with my family. But, you know, I was a dad. I had had little boys. And also just growing in our marriage, my wife and I, uh, learning how to communicate, learning how to bear with one another through all the stresses and strains. There was one stress headed toward Rick and Debbie, however, that would be like no other stress they ever encountered. In the early part of 2014, they had an Ebola outbreak up near the border between the three countries, Guinea, Sierra Leone, and Liberia. That was a total surprise to us because we had never had Ebola before in West Africa. It it had always been in Central Africa before, like in places like Congo, Sudan, Uganda. So that was a new thing for us. When the Ebola outbreak started, Rick was in Massachusetts. He'd been splitting his time between there and Liberia. You know, that was a very difficult time period. Uh, Dr. Kent Brantley and Nancy Wrightball at the end of July both came down with Ebola virus disease themselves and had to be evacuated. And that was when I was asked to return. I was supposed to go in the middle of August, and I was asked to return a couple weeks earlier to help Dr. Jerry Brown, our medical director, to reopen the hospital, you know, as part of the medical staff and provide support. So I went in the first weekend in August, 
that was a very tough time in Monrovia. Almost all the hospitals were closed. People were having struggles and medical problems. You know, even those that had nothing to do with Ebola, uh, if a woman needed a C-section or somebody had appendicitis or some other thing, there was no place for people to go because doctors or nurses had gotten sick with Ebola at the different health centers and hospitals, and a lot of places had closed. Rick was not working in an Ebola center. He was mostly treating pregnant women and performing C-sections. What we didn't realize at the time was that sometimes a pregnant woman may not have a fever even if she has Ebola. Normally, you can use the temperature as a screening test because anybody with Ebola should have a temperature of a, above 100.4 degrees all the time. Unfortunately, pregnancy changes the immune system, and that was something we didn't know yet. But we discovered later that pregnant women can sometimes have Ebola and not have a fever. So we did wind up with somebody with Ebola in the hospital. We're not actually even 100% sure which patient that was. Whoever that patient was, though, was apparently a patient Rick had treated because he came down with the disease on Friday, August 29th, 2014. Later that evening, I started not feeling well and having a little bit of a fever, feeling chilly. About 10 in the evening, I got a real strong chill, and I took my temperature, and it was it was 100.8. And from that point on, on I, I isolated myself. I didn't go anywhere after that. I didn't uh, leave my apartment. What Rick did do was continue to monitor his temperature all weekend. He also called his wife to let her know what was happening, and he called his boss. Dr. Jerry Brown. We decided to wait until Monday because if you do the Ebola test too early, sometimes you can get a false negative. So since I wasn't too sick and I was only experiencing the fever, we decided to wait until Monday. So we did that on Monday morning. And by the end of the day, we had the result back. And, and I got a call from Dr. Brown that my Ebola test was positive for Ebola, that, that I had the disease. Ebola is what is known as a hemorrhagic fever that often leads to death. When Rick learned he had the disease, he spent a lot of time in prayer. Just crying out to God and trying to trust God with whatever was going to happen. You know, God really met me during those few days. I think, uh, you know, I'd been a Christian since I was a young child, but I think to really have my faith tested like that, that was the first time that I ever really had to think about dying. And God gave me a real sense of peace and just confidence that I had been doing, you know, what he'd called me to do and that he'd take care of my family and he'd take care of our hospital. And if I died, then that was, you know, obviously for me, for me to die is to go to get to go and be with the Lord Jesus and it's going to be better. So I, he really reassured me that I didn't have to be afraid of anything. He kind of said, Rick, I can handle, I can handle your family. I'll take care of your family. I'll make sure that they're okay. You worry about me and you, and I'll take care of the rest. So that was a real reassurance from God. Rick was admitted to the Ebola treatment unit there in Liberia on Monday. The next day, he got word that he was going to be evacuated to the States. And by the end of the week, Rick was on a plane headed to the Ebola treatment unit in Nebraska. I ended up spending three weeks at the hospital in Nebraska. They had a wonderful team of people taking care of me but I didn't have any visitors or anything. Uh, my wife was there with our, our sons, and we talked on like a Skype connection. They had a computer in the room, so I was able to see them on the screen and talk with them on the screen, which was a great blessing. Doctors treated Rick with an experimental drug called TKM Ebola. 
but it never ended up being approved, so it's no longer used to treat Ebola patients. Nevertheless, Rick is very grateful it worked on him, and he's thankful for the medical team that took care of him. The team in Nebraska did a terrific job. God really was blessing me through them. Some of them were believers and were, had said they'd been praying for me, and they were all just really fabulous, wonderful people and very caring. And looked at their role in caring for me, I think, as more than just being a nurse or being a professional, but really cared for me personally as well. Even when Rick was in the Ebola treatment unit in Nebraska, he was making plans to return to Liberia, which he and Debbie eventually did. Lots of people said I was crazy to do that, but there's really two things. One is that I'm immune to Ebola now, so having had it, you can't get it again. So that's a big plus uh, right there in and of itself. It means I don't have to be afraid about that. And the second thing is that we had spent 15 years of our lives in Liberia. Liberia is our adopted home. The Lord has given us just a a burden and a a strong connection to these people. They're our brothers and sisters. We couldn't stay away when there were good things for us to do in Liberia. We asked Rick what he learned about God through this Ebola scare. God is a God who meets people in the midst of their most trying and difficult circumstances and shows himself in more real ways and lets them get to know him better through those very difficult circumstances. Because we've been through some real challenging times in Liberia, and yet we consistently see how God meets people and lets them get to know him better through those very, very difficult times. Have you heard of the one who can calm the raging sea? Give sight to the blind, pull the lame up to their feet. With a love so strong, and never let you go. No, you're not alone. Dr. Rick Sacra's story is extraordinary not just because of his surviving Ebola, but because of the way he experienced God's presence in the midst of the ordeal with Ebola. That's the way God works in the lives of people who follow his son, Jesus Christ. Even in times like these, when coronavirus seems to threaten everything, you can still have peace through Christ. Would you like to know more about that? We're ready with some answers. Visit us billygram.org. That's billygram.org. Or if you find yourself in need of prayer, if you're really wrestling with worry and fear and anxiety, we are here for you 24-7. Pick up the phone and call 888-388-2683. 888-388-2683. After hearing Dr. Sacred's story, a question you might be thinking is, If God promises us peace, then why does he allow bad things like coronavirus to happen in the first place? Dr. Sacra will share his thoughts on that here in just a minute. You're listening to GPS, God, People, Stories, a podcast production of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. There are some of you that have just stood at the grave of a loved one and seen the loved one taken away. Billy Graham. God cares. He loves you today and he cares for you. Whatever your distress, whatever your trouble, whatever your burden, whatever your sickness, Jesus Christ said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. 
We have the comfort of His forgiveness. I tell you that God will forgive every sin of your life and make you as guileless as a little child because Christ died on the cross. Listen to this. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Life may be tough at times, and these are times that test our souls, but our reward is Christ is with us. Do you have Him? Is He your very own Savior? He can be today. Then you can claim the promises of comfort, which He has given to those that trust Him. These promises are only for those who have come in repentance of sin and received Him as Savior. You can claim them today if you're willing to come to the cross. You can learn more about coming to the cross at billygram.org. You know, as the coronavirus continues to spread, people wonder why God would allow it to take over our world and cause so many problems. Well, our guest on this episode of GPS, Dr. Rick Sacra, has a thought about how God uses bad things for good. God is a God where it's in his very nature to take things that are bad, and this doesn't erase that they're bad things. This doesn't change the fact that a circumstance is bad or that it's hard or anything like that. But God's very nature is to take bad events and to work them out for the good of his people and for the good of the church. I think that's what I've learned is that it's not that just that God is able to do that, but it's that it's who he is, that that's who God is. Indeed, that's who God is. And we thank Rick Sacra for reminding us of that truth. Also, thank you for listening. And uh, also, we'll thank you in advance for sharing this podcast. If people have come to your mind who could use some encouragement and a word of hope, we pray that this podcast will be a blessing to them. And thank you for being obedient to share it. I'm Jim Kirkland. GPS, God People Stories, is an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Always good news. And on the day you call me in to heaven's sweet embrace, I see your scars, your open arms, and the beauty of your face. Through tears of joy, I lift my voice in everlasting praise. Hallelujah, Christ is risen from the grave.